We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on local now, channel 525. AM 970 The Answer presents Eye on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information from the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts. I'm getting closer to my head. Call now. 866-970-9622. That's 866-970-9622. Now, here's your host for Eye on Real Estate, Douglas Elliman's CEO, Dottie Herman. Oh, good morning, everyone, and welcome to Eye on Real Estate. I'm Dottie Herman, and you're listening to the only show on talk radio that's all about real estate and the millions of things that have to do with real estate which these days is just about everything you can think of. Uh, I guess July 4th is Wednesday, so happy 4th of July, and I guess I'm getting July 4th fever. I have it already. Unfortunately, I'm still in the city. <laughs> I am not. I, and I was just talking to uh, the driver that drove me here, and he said that it took him three hours to get to Newark Airport for one of his customers from Midtown. 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 Three yeah. hours yesterday. Yeah. He said, yeah. Yeah, well, he goes, I was so <clears throat> mad. I said, well, just think. You won't have to worry about it when they have driveless cars and you won't have to. He <laughs> said, but then I'll be out of a job. I said, well, by the time that really happens, yeah. you'll probably be retired anyway. Uh, but anyhow. I love it when, they, when uh, they say, how's the traffic? It's like, it's not traffic. Traffic moves. This is the parking lot. You know, things yeah, it just, is. I was on the West Side And we need more bicycles, move. I think, in New York City. Oh, I just yeah, think yeah. we actually <laughs> yeah. should have more bicycles. And a yeah. few more bicycle lanes would really be helpful. Yeah. That would and be some horses, too. Bring some horses in. And, and really, you know, let's just really screw it up. You know. I'm yeah, sure the well, mayor's working on that. Yeah, know. I think he's done a good job. Anyhow, I'm screwing it up. <laughs> I'm screwing it up. <laughs> it's a celebration of the signing of the Declaration of Independence and the birth of America. And there is nothing more American than owning your own home. So our own, home, our own homes and families are still central to the American dream. And I've always said that. We've always said that. And I just, my wish for Fourth of July is that maybe the two parties can be nice to each other before the July. Okay? Just for one day. Okay. <laughs> one day, just not have any horrible remarks about each other, just for one day, and okay. be thankful that we're in America, right? By the way, it wasn't signed on July 4th. You know this, right? The Declaration of I hate to burst everybody's bubble. Well, but when it was, was it signed? In, in August. In oh. August. So yeah. why? So why did it have it? For, do you know the, then had it? It was dated. It was dated July fourth. But by the time it got circulated and read, so by it was fraudulent. Everyone, it wasn't fraudulent. It was just backdated. Like you know, sometimes people do at closings. <laughs> but they're not supposed <laughs> not to. Not me, Jerry. but other people. They're not supposed to. No, not none of our clients ever do that. Okay, but in case you don't know history or you don't remember it, our country was founded in 1776. Almost everybody owned their own homes because most of it was rural and renting. I mean. I don't think anybody owned their own homes and was unheard of in big cities. How many people do you think lived 
in the U.S. on July 4th, 1776. Any guesses? Um, in the U.S., 10 million? 2 million? You're close. Ace, close. Two and a half million people. Two That's million? it. Wow. Wow. In all of the United States. So I guess people, you could. Uh, on the Grand Central Parkway yesterday. They didn't have to worry <laughs> about traffic, I can tell you that. No. A hundred years later, the population of the U.S. was nearly 40 million, and almost 80% of the people owned their own homes. Wow. So that's pretty interesting. Wow. So anyhow, if you don't know, of course you do. My co-host, Jerry Feeney, is with us as always, and he's a prominent attorney in New York who specializes in real estate. So if you have any legal estate, real estate questions, Jerry is here to give you terrific advice. And uh, as I say, you won't even get a bill, but that's on a call-in. Um, yeah, don't, don't call even the, the call is to- <laughs> Even the call is toll-free. I don't know anybody, really, that gets legal advice. So I really want to say that I don't know how many people realize what a great service that this is to everybody. Well, I think Jerry and- gives Thank advice in, in all aspects. Yes, he does. Well, don't ask me for relationship advice. Well, relationship I think that's not my us. forte. Yeah, not mine <laughs> none of but us anyhow, right. even the call, the call is even toll free. So if you can call us at 866-970-9622. And then we have Ace One and Two Support is with us. And Ace is the Vice President of Residential Lending at Citizens Bank. And Ace knows how much mortgages and loans are important in any banking business. And it's an unusual opportunity to have your questions answered or your problems solved by one of the most knowledgeable guys in the business. So if you have a mortgage or a bank loan issue or question, Ace is the guy to speak to. So just give him a call at 866-970-9622. And later on, Ace is going to explain the importance of digital footprints and how they're going to be used to your advantage to help you get mortgages and loans, especially if you don't have a long, impressive credit history. So, um, you know what yeah. a digital footprint is? Basically, um, just everything on the internet, uh, Jerry. Oh, okay. Yeah. So your whole yeah, and we would especially want to thank Citizens Bank for their support uh, of Ion Real Estate. Citizens was founded as a bank for hardworking Americans and still is one of the nation's oldest and largest financial institutions dedicated to the middle class. Citizens actively helps its customers reach their potential by listening to them and by understanding their needs in order to offer tailored advice, ideas, and solutions for their finances. Citizens Bank, it's easy to bank with them. They have a website that doesn't take a doctorate degree to figure it out. It's relatively easy, and you can do all your banking online if you want. There's also a 24-7 customer contact. If you'd rather talk to somebody in person, you know, like on the phone, you'd rather have that interaction. I mean, everyone likes different things. Um, and a convenience of approximately, there's 3,300 ATMs, so they're all over the place if you uh, want to get your money out quick. So you, and they're nice people. Everyone's nice. No, they are. Look, I, I bank with them. Mm-hmm. I know you did. And I, we, we had a, you know, somebody, some, I don't want to mention names, but somebody who works on a show with us told me that I know how many mortgages she tried to get. Oh, how for many years, years. It was ongoing. We, we sent That's him like everywhere. We sent him, and he said to me the other couple of weeks ago, you know, Dottie, it's so true. Guess who I finally got? And it was Citizens. 
And he was, you know, you remember that, Jerry. Every, it was like years and yeah, years was, and it years. Was, it was longer than your renovation even. You must stay tuned for the 11 o'clock hour because New York Post editor and columnist and friend Steve Cuzzo will be joining us. Steve is one of the stars of New York Post, when, uh, where he's a restaurant critic, restaurant columnist, and op-ed contributor, as well as an entertaining and outspoken guy. He's a lot of fun. And if you follow Steve Cuzzo, you'll know where to eat and not to eat and what places are good value and what places are rip-offs. I mean, he's really on, on, the, on the money. His latest outrage, he decided that vanilla is the best flavor of all. And that he doesn't oh. like all the new tall buildings. Oh, okay. He's he does some real estate also. Okay. Uh, yeah, well, I don't either. They block my view. Okay. Well, but they, <laughs> they add to the skyline and they make it a beautiful, interesting well, city. Sometimes, and... sometimes. I think it's getting a little congested. But, you know, everyone has an opinion, okay? But anyhow, chocolate lovers, you must unite and give him a ring at 11 a.m. if you think that vanilla is not the best vanilla flavor. Is- is clearly not the best flavor chocolate. <laughs> well, I think vanilla is better than chocolate. So it's 866-970-962. And when Steve gets calls in in the 11th hour, you got to tell him. Yeah, today I'll is June 30th. Yeah. And if you were born today, you're a cancer. And all cancers, you love stability. But there's also a moody side to you. And if today is your birthday, you share it with Mike Tyson, who was the youngest ever heavyweight champion. He was born butter. in Brooklyn 52 years ago. Ah, Iron Mike. Mike is 52. I saw him fight his fourth uh, uh, professional fight back when nobody knew who he was. And let me tell you, it was unbelievable. Yeah, <laughs> he but you know what? Destroyed he, the other guy. It was. It was well, my dad to used to watch that. I, you know, but he was a great fighter. Yeah, it's also the 50th anniversary. Queens. It marks the 50th anniversary of Louis Armstrong's iconic song. It's a Wonderful World, which I love that song. Oh, beautiful. It's 50 yeah. years that he wrote that song. Yeah. Can, At 11 o'clock, can... Dottie and I are going to do a duo yeah, singing it. Yeah, we I are. can't wait. Stay tuned for that. That's 866 <laughs> <laughs> Right. You don't want to be driving. Yeah, um, you, you want to really be pulled don't. over. Yeah, and you yeah. want to put earplugs in. Earplugs uh, over your kids. <laughs> I have some questions, but before I, I go through the questions, I just, you know, everyone tells you, oh, what's the real estate doing? And I... I just got a hold of some of like I was <laughs> the biggest Hampton sales and the the high end and the low end uh, of the Hamptons is be- better this year. So is it for the city, but huh. the latest huh. prices were thirty seven five hundred. Okay, now the listing price was thirty five uh, thirty five million dollars. The sales hmm. price was higher than that, and so that was in up. Southampton. I'm already late. Then there was one in Watermill that was for $38 million. It was listed at forty two five, so they did give a good discount. A little discount okay. there. A and that was in Watermill on Halsey Lane. I like Watermill. It's beautiful. Yeah, there was another one on Gin Lane for $31 million. It was listed at $32 million. So I would love was... to live on Gin Lane. It's such a... I, it's such an c- iconic address. And, yeah, know. well, there's a lot in Southampton. Middle mm-hmm. Lane in East Hampton for $25 million, Further Lane in East Hampton for $24 million. I mean, Who's and buying they, all these? And Where they're all, all, from? all, I mean, I, I could go on and on and on, and they're all um, really major, major real estate investments that people want. And I really do think, and I, I can't be certain of this, this is just my opinion, I think I've said it, uh, 
but I told you that the 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 fourth quarter was a strong one, and I think that a lot of people um, don't want to travel out of the country as much as they might have. And hmm. so, you know, the home is kind of people's core. So if you have a second home, whether it's the Jersey Shores, whether it's Hamptons, whether it's the North Fork, wherever, Long Beach, which is another great place, um, it's a great place to gather with your family and feel like you're getting away when you're really not far, and you can use it all year. So I think more and more people are doing that. Um, I, 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 don't, I don't see anyone thinking that the market's <laughs> not good. It's just that when you hear about the city, that high-end market in the city, which is, let's put it, over $10 million, yeah. Okay. That kind of slowed up a bit. Not that there's not buyers, but I just think people are moving slower in right. that end of the market. That, is that what you're seeing also? Yeah, I just think they're a little more cautious, you know, <clears throat> about that. And also, there were a lot of those buyers that bought in the last couple of years. So people only buy, you know, an apartment, you know, every few years. So there were a lot of those transactions over the last couple of years. I think it's just slowed up because of that. And there's a lot of inventory in that area too. And, you know, the North Fork also, you know, there was a sale for almost $10 million, um, on Shore Road in Shelter Island. And, well, that I don't consider Shelter That's Island. It's not the North Shore. Yeah, I don't, I don't, whoever put that in, put it in the wrong place. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was $5 million, $4 million sales. So when you see a top of the market, and by the way, those who've listened to the show, the Hamptons Bays, if you would have bought last year, she oh, would have yeah. really made money in less than a year. But it's, it's on still, fire. You were telling them last fire. year to buy yeah. Hampton Bay. But, and yeah. I didn't either. So Yeah. Well, we tell. We do. We do as we say, not as we do, as they say. But, Dottie, the North Fork is, is lower priced, right? But there's still bargains there, right, in the North Fork? I mean, you can get beautiful homes there at a much reasonable Well, it's a whole different price, feel. Right? My brother has a home there. And mm-hmm. um, it it's more rural. And it's like um, there's wine. I mean, they're known for their, their, their wine the vineyards, their wine, mm-hmm. you know, some of the best wine from Long Island is from the North Fork. And you can go to little places and have wine and have a little, you know, uh, music. Uh, but it's very much more low-key. There's not, it's it's not as dense. It's kind of a, and it's, it's probably if you have a boat, it's a good place. And mm. it's, you know, kind of a, a little bit more laid back, I guess I'd, I'd say that. Yeah. But, I remember one of my first trips out to the Hamptons. I had the navigator going, one of the early navigation systems on cars, and somebody had put in the system to avoid highways or something. So it took me, I was going to Southampton, and it took me via the North Fork, and they wanted me to get out of ferry. And I, so I got to see the whole North Fork by driving around there till I realized I was in the wrong part. But it's really very pretty out there. It's, very, it's, it's still very relatively, uh, you know, you know, less congested and things like that. It's got a lot of charm. Oh, it does. It does. And don't really think, you know, we, you know, as as anything, you hear about all these major high prices uh, when you talk about the Hamptons or New York City or, you know, anywhere. They they don't talk about the, 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 the regular homes, but you can really find things if you get in the market and start to do your homework. And go and look, and then know, know prices so when something comes up, you're quick to act. And you've already talked to Ace, okay, and Citizens Bank, so you know yeah. that your pre-approval is in place. Because, you know, something... That's powerful. Yeah, you need that. Yeah, now, I, and I give you, like, a, a, 
an example, when I bought my house, I really, I mean, it was a different time for mortgages. You could kind of get a mortgage if you didn't really have the income. And I didn't really have the income, but I, but I calculated what a rental would get me. And then 15 years ago, you were pretty certain, you know, now I wouldn't count on a rental either because there's so many much more product on the market. So I looked at a rental and I said, well, if worse comes to worse, I could rent it. And I figured out what I would get for it. And I paid, which was a lot, like $600,000. But it was south of the highway. It had a tennis court. And I was like, I'm going to go for it. And it really was above my means. But I, you know, I calculated. And truthfully, I don't want to tell you how much it's worth now. And um, so sometimes you stretch and sometimes you don't. Um, but you should never, never stretch over what you really can afford, you know, or have a plan B if you can. And I always knew I could rent it for at least a month or two and what I would get for it. So, yeah. you know, even though I don't want to tell you today, you should count on rentals because there's less. Mm-hmm. But it's a good thing. I'm going to read you something a little bit later that I think Jonathan wrote. But I have a question for you, Jerry. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a question that says, I sublet... I sublet an apartment in the West Village with the landlord's knowledge. Okay. Okay, so the landlord knows that they sublet. At the time, the tenant had a rent-stabilized lease. The landlord let me take over the lease, but he said the apartment was no longer rent-stabilized because the apartment became vacant. But it was never vacant. I was living there. What should I do? Irving, well, I don't want to... Irving, I don't know. In case your landlord's listening, I don't really want to say your last name. But... um, so he's using terms like sublet, and let me just for our listeners explain. So there's a landlord, and then there's a tenant, and then there could be a subtenant. And when you do a sublease, that means that the tenant remains in the lease, but vacates the apartment and does another contract with another party who has a, a right to occupy the apartment for a period of time under the sublease. And on rent-stabilized units, you're legally allowed to do that. You can only charge so much of a differential it's regulated you can't make a huge profit on it and you can do it for i think a year or two and it's got to be uh signed by the landlord so it sounds like they did that but then when he (laughs) says he took over the lease that makes me think that maybe it wasn't a sublet that it was a new lease so that's really the key here did they do (laughs) a sublease of the apartment or did they do a brand new lease vacancy doesn't mean it sits there empty forever when one tenant moves out and the other moves in, even if there's a one-minute time period in between, there is a vacancy. It means an end of the tenancy and a beginning of the new tenancy. And under the rent stabilization laws, a, a vacancy together with certain other factors can allow the landlord to legally destabilize the unit. So the does, final, he, does he have mm-hmm. to, yeah, does he have to fi- email the, more questions? So you yeah, need well, more the final answer, final answer for him is, I would call DHCR, Department of Housing Community Renewal, who, who is in charge of rent stabilization. Give them the address uh, and the unit number, and they will tell you exactly the legal status of that apartment, whether it's still rent regulated or not. Okay, okay. Irving? Irving, okay. I just give your last name. We have a commercial break. We'll be right back, 866-862-970-9622. And we have some more questions for Jerry and some for Ace. And I'll tell you about my experience at the Egg Museum. You know about the Egg Museum? I bet Never you heard do. Of it. <laughs> Who knew there was a museum for eggs? Yeah, we'll be right back. <clears throat> Thank you. 
It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back. You're listening to I on Real Estate. And I'm Dottie Herman. I'm here with Ace Waters Who's Park. And you know something, Ace? Yes. I had a name. I couldn't really, I didn't know how to pronounce it. So I have an assistant, one of my assistants, who's 25, or, and, and then I had my granddaughter was there. And she goes, well, that's easy. <laughs> and she put a program, like she hit, like, you know, a Google thing. And this thing comes on and it tells you, oh, it was my trainer. Like, I work out with this girl. And I never really know. Her name is spelled O-A-N-T-A or something like that. But she calls herself Wana. But I keep on forgetting because it doesn't look like what it says. So you you have this app, and it just tells you, is she Romanian or is she Lithuanian? Oh. And I wrote Romanian. And then it says, well, in Romania, it's pronounced Wana. Oh, in wow. Lithuania, it's pronounced Awana. Awana. So if you ever have a problem of a name, there's an app mm-hmm. so that you never have to be confused. That's, that's very interesting. That's a good idea. Yeah. That's yeah. So keep, you know. Not and, bad. And before I give you the question, I was just talking to Ace. I said, oh, I got to tell the story on air. So I, I went to all these, you know, I went to see Mean Girls, which really is cute. And it has a good message about social media and how to be careful about what you write about people. But I went to the Egg Museum, which is famous. Of course, I didn't know, but my assistant said, oh, you should go there. And um, It's so famous, I, but we've never heard of it. Right. Who? So I asked um, Jerry. Well, it was in San Francisco. Now, then it came to New York. Now it left New York, and I think it went to Chicago. And there's all these fabric. pop-up museums, mm-hmm. kind of. So I go there, and there's tons of people. You have to buy tickets. They're like $18. And For the Egg Museum, it's $18? Yes. Okay, and you walk in, it's a cheap construction, like a, it's not even big, and you walk in and there's like a, a pool of eggs that you can sit in and play around with, and everyone's posing. All these teenagers are posing, and there's egg cartons, and you get in the egg carton, and you pose in the egg carton like you're an oh, egg in the so egg carton. Like, so it's a big egg carton, and you're sitting in it. Yes. So there's all these poses, and everyone's posing, taking pictures, I mean, mm. really serious about how they looked. And so I asked this kid, like, who's around 16, 17 or 18, I don't know, something like that. I said, oh, can I really, well, look, what is this really supposed to be? It doesn't look like much to me. And he said, oh, don't you know the story of Ellis, the egg? I said, no, "No, not really. What is it? So Ellis is an immigrant. Okay, an immigrant egg. When, when did he come Now, I'm assuming that he went to Ellis Island, but he didn't tell me that, because yeah. maybe that's why he got the name Ellis. Ellis, I would okay. think. So, you know, there's like all these rooms, and if you go to the lowest level, there's like, a, you go through these rooms because you have to find Ellis. Ellis is like a little square of six inches, and there's two little beds with two <laughs> little windows. So Ellis, the immigrant, you're living his dream because he's in a six-inch little place, and he's dreaming... Mm-hmm. Of his next apartment, his egg apartment, that's going to be all of these rooms. And so you're so, walking in his dream. Mm-hmm. He's going to have a pool of eggs. And mm-hmm. call, I mean, it's kind of. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, see, I wouldn't call that a museum. Well, they call um, it. It's a pop-up. No, they're wrong. They should call it something else, an, an egg activity module egg activity. or something like that. Or I also or went a, to the ice cream. Mus- uh, yeah, the There's egg. a museum for ice cream? Oh, yeah. Ooh, oh, that yeah. sounds 
That sounds fine. I'll ask Steve. Maybe that's why he found vanilla. Okay, but then you go in the pool of sprinkles, not the pool of eggs. That sounds disgusting. Everybody's getting in this pool of <laughs> but sprinkles. And the they funniest eat them? thing is, all these kids are doing it for social media. Like they're posing all over. Yeah. And if you go on Twitter, there's like you know you could follow them, and they all are posing. They have makeup on. Some of the mothers were helping them pose, and some of them, but mostly were with, with their friends. And there was lines. You have to buy tickets, and you can't just walk in. And it's a whole thing. Now Who the knew? egg factory, the egg Ooh. museum left New York. It was on its way to uh, maybe Chicago. Oh, I something. missed it. So oh, you missed it. Missed the tour. All right. You missed it. You know, Anyhow, I, I, Daddy, I brought a couple of younger people for some ice cream. There's an ice cream place up here that has a absolutely spectacular view. One of the most beautiful views I've ever seen. And people go there, you know, not just for the ice cream, but for the view. So I brought these like three teenagers there who were visiting and we got ice cream. They're all sitting outside eating the ice cream on their phones, looking at their phones, texting. <laughs> not one of them is looking at this view. I know. Finally, I'm like, give uh, me your phone. I grabbed all their phones from them. And I'm like, will you please look? And they're like, oh, we didn't even see that. I'm like, I know because you're not looking at the well, world. Well, they don't. looking at the phone. <laughs> it's a whole different world. generation. Can I see some pictures of you in the egg cart? Oh, yes, I, would like to see I, those, I will please. send. Put them on the. Uh, I will send. Yeah, yeah. I did. I will. I will. It was fun. Anyhow, <laughs> I I have more questions for you, and I have more questions for Ace, but I I also have some questions from some people who are listening to the show, and I have James from Astoria. Hi, James. Happy Fourth Hi, of July. Hi, How are you? It's I'm great good. Great to talk to you. Great to talk I to you. I spoke to you last week about selling the property or not now or later. My new uh, question is, like, uh, property in my area are mostly being purchased and then torn down and big kind of properties are being built. So my question is, should I bother improving the property any uh, and selling or accept, you know, some deduction in the price and uh, take it from there? Well, I didn't see your property, so it's hard to answer that. But there's such a thing called a teardown. And it doesn't mean that the house is a wreck. It just means that you could sell a property for, like, to a builder, it would be more, or or somebody who wanted to build something there, it would be cheaper to tear that house down. For example, I have a home in the Hamptons. It is approximately 14 or 15 years old, which I don't think is, I don't consider old, but in any event, everybody, and everybody that built, everyone that had a house there was like 15 years old. We all kind of moved in together, and uh, they're tearing everything down. So it's not, you know, and I, I don't think that To they build were, something bigger. Yeah, because the values went exactly. up. Exactly. So... If you think, you know, I think I would have a broker in and and just because if you think that someone's going to just tear it down, then it doesn't pay to do anything to it. But, you know, you it, and I wouldn't go crazy anyway. But if there's like, you know, like but if you have structural things or anything like that, now to someone who's going to tear it down, they won't give a they excuse me, they won't care. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm sorry. I, you know, I'd be censored. They'd beat me if I said that word. No, that wasn't too bad. But um, <laughs> yeah. But if, if real. That's what I love about you. Ah, uh, thank you. She thank is you. always real. I will always. tell you, I've known Dottie for years, and Dottie is real. This is how Dottie really is. You're really hearing what she's like. Well, I, I am. What everybody and, loves about you. You know. Well, you, a good, bad, or indifferent. You know something. Yeah. I've watched people. Things go to their head, or they become different people, or they try to be someone they're not. And at the end of the day, 
a lot of years ago, I just realized this is who I am. And when I yeah. went to the Hamptons, when I came to the city, you know, there's always, oh, who is this girl? She's not from New York City. She's from the island. Or who is this girl in the Hamptons? <laughs> up island. She's from Up <laughs> Island. Oh, Whatever said, well, meant. there's not exactly trailer parks there, but okay. <laughs> um, however, I, I, I really just was me. And mm-hmm. I really think at the end of the day, you know, you know, and that's I didn't change. I'm the same person I am. I mean, I've grown a lot, um, but I'm the same person I am from whenever I was. And I hope that most people will be that. But anyhow, it really depends. I would say to you, um, if you don't. Well, let me any- just say the house was built in 1906. Oh, wow. So it's quite old. <laughs> So what would they build there? Do you know what else could be built? Is there? Can it only they be- build new complexes, apartments that are lower floor on the curb sign, then it steps up going gradually toward the rear of the property. Well, James, let me ask you something. When you look at your survey, and your, is it, can you do more than, than single-family homes? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, then, People are, like, having, you know, apartments. That's what they're building, rental. No, but on your... Property. So you have a single-family home, though, correct? Yes. Okay, so if you could build an apartment on that, I don't know how much land you have, and I don't know what your thing says, but it's before 25 I... 25 by 100 lot. Well, before I would do anything... I would find out what could be built on there. Because if you can build apartments or something, or maybe a two- or three-family home, I really think then you might be able to get a lot more money than what it would be worth if you tear it down. But you have to know that. Like, in other words, if you could get zoning for a legal two-family, I don't know what your zoning says, or maybe a legal three or two. Well, my neighbors have done that. They've become legal twos. Well, then, see, then, yeah, well, then, you know, again, it gets complicated, and I don't want you to sell the home for less money than you should, but if you can get that, then it could be income-producing property also, which would have a different value than a single-family home, and I would say uh, greater, even if it needs a lot of work. I'm not willing to, uh, like, invest. I really want to relocate, you know? Well, no, but the fact that somebody could do it, Okay. Oh, okay. In yeah. other words, if you could find out that for me, I would really it would help me to tell you what to do. If you could find that, you not that you should do the work, but if you could note that on the listing and say, you know, can be zoned for legal two family, da 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 da, and not that you do the work, but then that would be even a bigger a selling point. Yeah, I have to take a break, James. Listen, have a have a happy happy Fourth of July. And let us know how you make it. Do likewise, both of you. Thank you so much. Okay. Mary, hang on. We'll be right back after a commercial break. 866-870-9622. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back, and you're listening to I Am Real Estate, and I'm here with my uh, two favorite guys. It's not only that I love them, not only they're great, but they're brilliant. And uh, I've always learned to hang out with brilliant people and to find the best of the best. 
And so Ace Wattatooth Parp and Jerry Feeney are the best in the business. And I would give you my endorsement on that. And I never endorse things I don't believe in. And uh, that's a fact. So I don't ever do that. (laughs) Anyhow, and when somebody says, well, how can I pay you back if you did me this favor? I'll tell them, here's how you can pay me back. You do something for somebody else. And that's how the circle goes around. Um, Before I get to the questions that I have for Jerry and Ace, I want to take a quick question from Mary from Ridgewood. Um, Happy Fourth of July weekend. Thank you. Likewise. I hope you're staying cool. It's going to be a heat wave. I know. I heard. Yes, I heard. How can we help you? Uh, We're quite upset. I live in a 12-family building, and it's rent-stabilized, and uh, we've all gotten notices uh, that the landlord wants to raise us $69.08 per month per room. Per room? Per room. This is uh, is, uh, for capital, major capital improvements in the building. Now, he really did... All he did was a sidewalk outside, and he did pointing outside, okay? This was done. Now, I, I don't know, is that major um, capital improvement considered? Jerry, so, you would know more than me. You know, I'm, I'm not an expert at rent stabilization. So one thing right. I would advise you guys to do is is group together and get somebody to advise you. And we can I tried them, to we, do that, and they said they want to get their own lawyers, but uh, they... Um, the housing board is in Jamaica, not far from me, and I want to go there this week because hold, hold, I have okay, a lot of paperwork. I'm bringing my old okay, piece hold, hold, my hold, hold on. I'm, I'm, tr- I'm going to try to give you advice, but you're a little all over here. So listen oh, to what okay. I'm saying. Okay? Sorry. So that's all right. But, but I, if everybody wants to get their own lawyer, that's fine. Mm. It makes no sense. Okay? I would, if you, got, you guys all have the same issue. The same issue I, is, is this a legitimate rent increase? Can the landlord that's do right. this? And rather than everybody getting 12 lawyers and hiring them, why not get one lawyer and you all meet in somebody's apartment and the lawyer can come and give you advice? And we can, I said we can give that. You- I said, why don't we all get one lawyer? And they, all yeah. t- they were so upset about it. And at the same time this happened, we had no lights in the building. <laughs> Oh, well, maybe they were emotional. They weren't thinking straight because it makes yeah. no sense. It's a lot. You can save a lot more money, and you all have the same issue, as Jerry same said. Issue. Continue, exact Jerry. Exact same issue. So, I know. So, no. in general, uh, the landlord's allowed to to uh, recoup for major capital improvements, but I believe it has to be major capital improvements to the apartment, not to the general maintenance of the building. But yeah, it's the I am not. I'm not certain of that, and that's why I would urge you to get consult from a landlord tenant expert like you know we've had Corey weiss on before and he knows this stuff inside and out but if you leave your email with the producer i'll email you his contact information and no, i you know, don't have I'm, i don't have a computer i don't have an email honey you have an email okay we'll leave him your no. phone number okay and we'll call okay we'll call you on monday off the air and give you his number um, okay what is his name it's it's Corey weiss but but we'll Corey. call you on monday W-E-I-S. We'll call you on Monday with his name, name and number, okay? Yes. So, okay. And, okay. But, I, you know, I would, I would also uh, feel free to go to the DHCR, Department of Housing Community Renewal. They have people that help on these yes, things. Yes, it and says ask, they give me a lawyer service over there. So that's my yeah. plan this week, to go there. Okay. Well, well do that. Start, and and let us that. know how you make out. We'll also yeah. give you the name, but let us know how you make out. Okay. Thank you very much. And okay. have a happy Good fourth. Good luck. Yes, yeah, a happy and a safe. Thanks. Okay. Yeah. All right. God bless. Thank you. See, there's okay. always yeah. so well. So you'll find out the facts. Um, yeah, I, my exactly. second question for you, Jerry, is um, uh, 
I rent a house on Long Island for five years now, and the owner decided he wants to sell. He offered to sell it to us, but we think he wants too much money. Now he wants to put a for sale sign on the lawn and hold open houses. We don't know if he's trying to force us to buy or what. Hmm. It says nothing about this in our lease either way. I feel like it's my home now, and even though we only rent, I don't want strangers walking through my house looking at my stuff. What are my rights? Interesting. Interesting. Well, it certainly sounds like uh, he's serious, that he wants to sell. But, you know, usually there's some clause in a lease that during the last, like, 60 days of the lease term, the landlord can have reasonable access to show it to other people. I've never seen a provision that specifically allows a for sale sign. So in the absence of that, I would say you have a right to tell him he cannot put the for sale sign on the property because you're leasing it. And if he wants to rent back part of what you're leasing for his for sale sign, maybe you'll consider that. And you, you, you have to give the landlord reasonable access for items like maintenance. But in the absence of a provision that says for the purpose of showing it to other prospective tenants or buyers, which is quite common in leases, so I would look carefully to make sure it's really not there, uh, then you, you don't have to. But I would I would take the opportunity here to, to sit down and have a cup of coffee, which is generally what, you know, all three of us always suggest in things like this, and say to the landlord, look, you know, we're interested, uh, if you are, and see if you can work out terms. Maybe call Ace and see how much you can qualify for. And in terms of valuation, um, you know, Dottie, what would you, would you recommend? Well, I would say this. I don't know. You know, look, the man, I'm sure that it would be a lot easier for him to sell you the house um, on Long Island. But I don't know if you're offering him the right amount of money. So if you think that it's overpriced, what I would do is I would call Ace, find out what I could qualify for. And I would also make an offer and say, look, if you get more than this, give us the first right to match it. And if you don't, here's our offer. Because having a fight with him and alienating him, I don't know if that's going to help you buy that home. Uh, you don't have to show it so much. I mean, that you know, you are allowed your privacy. But I would, before I did that, say, look, if you're really serious about selling the home, and I don't know how, you know, let's see if we can work it out. And I'm sure he's not going to just take your word on the price. He's probably got a broker and he probably figured out the price and he might might not get that price. But if you really want that house and he sells it, if your lease says that you have a lease, a long, you know, for a year or two, then even if he sells it, somebody has to keep allow you to stay there as long as your lease is intact. Right. Yeah. So but I think the first thing I would do before I start a war, which yeah. I don't think gets anyone anywhere. Um, I would try to talk to him and, and talk to Ace and see how much you really qualify. Then you could get a broker in yourself and find out what it's really worth. Um, and maybe you'll end up with the house, yeah. which would be and, the and or if, he's already li- if he hasn't listed it yet, then you, know, you can do uh, a private deal. Um, but if he's already listed it, of course, you have to honor the, the broker agreement. Um, but you know, I certainly get some help on valuation and and call one of Ace, yeah. Ace or one of his people and get some help on financing. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. And keep yeah. us posted. We will, um, but you might be able to work that out, so don't give up on that. Um, I have uh, Tom from the Bronx. Happy 4th of July, Tom, ahead of time. Yeah, hello. Hello. Dottie. Dottie. Yes, yes, I'm here. Yeah, yes, uh, yeah, I wasn't sure. I had some trucks pass by. Oh, oh. so where are you? In the anyway, Bronx? listen, I'm in the Bronx here. I'd like to say that this uh, past week, they upped the rents again. 
And I think that uh, to stop gentrification in the city, we have to have um, uh, multi-millionaire and millionaire-free zones. That'll do it. <laughs> well, that's not a bad thought. I mean, I like the way you phrased that. Multi, yeah. Say that again. Yeah, say we have to have uh, multi-millionaire and millionaire-free zones. <laughs> Okay, so so there will be the there will be parts of the this. city that like Mayor, like former Mayor Bloomberg couldn't step foot in because he's a billionaire, or would he be exempt because he's not a millionaire? He's a billionaire. Yeah, well, he what he called, but he had, he was he did a lot of good for the city in many ways. He we did, agree. but yeah, we he love didn't Mayor care Bloomberg, about yeah. the regular renters. Well, let me say this: mm, I don't know, know if that. you're aware, yeah. and I don't have the numbers on me. I can certainly do it by next week because I just got through with them. Um, I'm not a fan of the mayors, but I will say, the current mayor, the yes, current mayor. of this current mayor. I, I don't think he's been great for the city, but I will say that he has really put in. I mean, he's 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 got affordable housing. I mean, it's it's going to be a ton of money going forward to affordable housing. And, um, you know, and also I think he has a whole project where they're taking um Rental buildings and doing new kitchens and new baths and, and there's Section 8. So he's doing a lot for uh, affordable housing. But I do agree with you. This, you know, it's kind of a catch-22. If you have a home and you live in one of these areas that is now, you know, that you bought for like 25000 or 50000 and now is worth like a million you're, in, you're like you became rich, and a lot of people became rich on the homes they bought to live in, and they when they bought them they were nowhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for those people, it's great, but because the prices went up so much, it's hard for entry level people or renters to afford that. And I do think that it's more you know you have to look out for the 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 people who are don't have money at all. But also, I really think the people that get hurt the most are the middle, middle class people. So I would suggest that we do something more for the middle class to subsidize them because you're right. Um, otherwise, it'll become unaffordable. But then what happens is they move to areas that are on the outskirts, like the Bronx is so hot now. And I am convinced that that's also because of what's happened to Brooklyn, what happened to New York. Look at Long Island City and parts of Brooklyn. Okay, look at how that's all gone up. So I don't know where people are going to live. I guess they'll have to move to the suburbs. Um, it's really gone up a lot, and, and where you are too. So I think there has to be a plan. I agree with you. I just um, I just think that, you know, uh, it's going to take a lot of people together, and I think the politics right now are all fighting. So I think everyone has to get together because I do agree it's really hard to live in the city or any place close to it, uh, I don't, you know, I just think, you know, that, you know, that's, but that's what's caused other areas to go up. Yeah. Well, uh, Daddy, I'm, I'm waiting for them to build Cheapville. 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 You know what? We should suggest it because, you know, Cheapville would be a big hit. And if we were getting the listings <laughs> on a building and we'd say, hey, new building going up called Cheapville, yeah. call. It's this number or come. I'm, I'm we would be mobbed. Yeah. And, and Ace, you could do the financing that's with very it. little money down. Uh, yeah. We'd have, be able to do the financing pretty good. So you don't have uh, well, that's, that's true. Well, anyway, I was kidding. 
you know, but but don't think it's funny. Like- it would it, we don't have enough housing in the right prices. We don't. Yeah. Well, well we now, have uh, a, like for for instance, uh, my uh, they had a beautification project underneath me. They made the apartment look lovely, mm-hmm. but they loosened the plaster and to put it bluntly, I had rats coming up here Oy. in the kitchen. Well, that's one of the unfortunate problems of New York City is you can't avoid rodents, and uh, it's just part of the yeah. charm of living in, in the city. But yeah. um, listen, but good we'll luck take and, it under consideration. When we open Sheepville, you have, can a couple yeah, ribbons. We'll let you know, Tom, when we open Sheepville. It's not a <laughs> okay, bad idea. Nice and have a happy fourth. Thanks for talking right, to nice you. Nice to talk to you, Daddy. Okay. Now, Daddy, Thank if you, you, too. Uh, you, if you were going sir. to dinner with somebody and they said, I'm going to take you to dinner in Sheepville for a uh, well, dinner, would you, would you go? Maybe not, but I would buy. <laughs> said maybe not. But I would buy a cheap bill. <laughs> I actually kind of like the name. I kind of think. No, I, I, I know. I you, if I, I put you, in a big ad yeah. in that said cheap fill apartments, cheap fill. I yeah. would get a million people that would. I, that I, I like would have an open idea. house and come yeah. to cheap fill. Okay, and then I would fill. have Ace and 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 and, <laughs> and Citizens Bank. Yeah. Five percent down. Doing, I'm not doing the closings in cheap fill though. <laughs> now listen. Going there. You have to be cheap closings, too. It has to all... No, no. uh, Somebody else It all has to go, okay? (laughs) But anyhow, you know, and you want to... Don't forget, at 11, we're going to have Steve Cuozzo, who uh, is going to talk about all of the restaurants, gambling businesses. He's uh, for the... writes for the Post. He's one of my favorite people. But anyhow, I have a quick question. Uh, Let's see. I have more questions, and we're not going to get some. But Ace, how soon can I get another loan modification after my last one. Wow. Um, that That is actually dependent upon the servicer. So from uh, bank to bank, it's going to be different, I guess, uh, guidelines for loan modification. But I think, you know, uh, loan modification is probably the best form of uh, readjusting your payments, right? Better than for- foreclosure, better than short sales. So, But to get another one, a lot of times servicers will have you wait 12 months before you can actually apply for another one. So really depends on, on the servicer. It's not the okay. same across the board. So you have to call Ace to find out, and yes. he'll give you uh, the scoop. Yep. So just so you know, a housing market obviously is strong, even though mortgage rates have gone up, but they didn't go enough up. They really aren't enough to make a difference. Um, people are buying houses, and it's the market is good, and we expect it to stay good. I wanted to, and maybe after Steve, I will talk about who are today's buyers. And I just have to tell you something funny. In California, if you earn $117,000, you now qualify for low-income housing in the California Bay Area. And to uh, the answer to our last caller, maybe you'll be able to apply for low-income housing if you may. That's at $117,000 salary, you can apply for low-income housing. That's because the prices are so high. Is that mind-blowing? That's, I mean, in, in New York City, there's a lot of, um, I guess, lottery housing too, Dottie. So. Yeah. So that's, I thought that's what it We'll be right back with Steve Cuzo right after our 11 o'clock news. Boy, does time fly. And for those of you who remember, be careful, it's going to be hot. Ion Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank N.A.